Hello, you're listening to Renaissance Man, a podcast featuring my father, Philip Brunel, as he talks about the world of music. from the 2023 World Choral Symposium, which was hosted in Istanbul, Turkey. Right. Um, and I, let's start here. So some of us are um, geographically troubled, perhaps. Could you describe, please, where is Istanbul in the world and, and what is its historic significance as a city? Istanbul formerly known as Constantinople. Right. So so if you've got a date in Constantinople, they'll be waiting in Istanbul. You got it. Got it. Okay. It's the last country in Europe moving east before you get to Asia. Okay. And Turkey is unique because the country is in both Europe and Asia. Mm. And there is the water between the Bosporus and one of my favorite signs I saw, they have a, a tourism bus company. Yeah. And this one is called Bus for Us. It was very clever. Very clever. Bus for Us. All of this symposium was on the European side. Mm. We were not over in the Asian side. Mm. And uh, the Asian side just then extends a lot. Most of it, most of the country is in the Asian side, and that's the side where the big earthquake happened a month ago. Mm. But this was now held in the European side, in the old city. If you fly from Greece to Istanbul, they still refer to it as Constantinople. No. The Greek to, oh yes, yeah. there is a, quite a big tension between those two countries about names. Istanbul is uh, a huge, millions of people city, yeah. Many, many mosques. Uh, you can tell them because of the minarets right. all over. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a big thing. There were, um, I would say, in attendance uh, about this had to be planned rather quickly because originally it was going to be in Qatar. Mm. That got canceled a year ago, so they had to hurry up and try to make something happen in Istanbul. But there were about 500 delegates mm -hmm. to this, and there were the choirs that came totaled about 750 in in the within the various choirs that came. 750 singers. Right. But then there were also choirs from Turkey, from various parts of Turkey. So that would have been probably another 1,000 singers. Okay. So lots and lots of people gathered in Istanbul in order to, because you're an industry, right? So this is an industry conference. Right. You know, we have basically to hear choirs from all parts of the world and also uh, hear music that you probably wouldn't otherwise have heard coming from various composers of parts of the world. Mm -hmm. And who produces the World Choral Symposium? It's an organization called IFCM, International Federation for Choral Music. Okay. And it's been around since the 1980s. Okay. I know about it because in 2002, 
the only time that the symposium was held in the USA was here in Minneapolis, and I was the head of it. Okay. Yeah. And did, did you serve on the board with the, the organization? Yes. I uh, became a vice president and served for about 15 years. Okay. When was the last time that you uh, ventured to Istanbul prior to 2023? Um, 60 years ago. Really? Okay. So, I was 19 years old. Oh, really? Okay. So quickly, what was the context for you to be in Istanbul when you're 19? Geography, curiosity, because I had been in Europe for a, um, a, a tour of a choral group called the Bob Mansky Choralaires. They had all gone back to Minnesota. I didn't need to be back. And I decided this was a good time to explore Europe. Yeah, you, so, you're already over there. Just everyone extend your visit. and, and, and So I extended it to places that I was fascinated with, one being Istanbul. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and if I recall correctly, you had a, a, a traveling partner. I did. I had it partnered in Carolyn Olson. Yeah. And... Later, we became married. Yeah. Okay. Right. Cool. So, <clears throat> in the sixty years, um, what's changed? Any any specific anything really stand out for you in the more mosques, more mosques, more mosques than I remembered from before. Yeah. Uh, the blue mosque, I remember the the glass in the mosque, in which obviously is blue, is fantastic, and going inside there, you're not allowed in part of the mosque when the, the, their prayers are happening, but, you know, in between you can. And uh, so going inside the mosque was one. And then another site that was amazing was uh, what's called the cistern mm -hmm. um, in the basilica. And this is an underground, huge, huge pool mm -hmm. that with these huge columns that, uh, and it's all, as I say, under underwater, uh, underground, and it's really is an amazing, amazing site. It's one of the great wonders of the world to see that site. So, you know, I think, you know, a lot of it hasn't changed. I remember people being very friendly, and they still are. Uh, my Turkish language is not good, in mm -hmm. fact, non existent. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, th there was enough between speaking English or French to get people to, you know, to understand. And uh, they didn't have a metro when I was there before, but they do now. And that was, I used that a lot. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. And um, how about food? What was your favorite meal while you were in Istanbul? What would you recommend to anyone making their way? Well, as far as food, uh, I, of course, you had to have your Turkish coffee. Yeah. Yeah. The little teeny cups. But put a little sugar in there. It's very bitter otherwise, but it's delicious. And, um, and of course, you needed to have some of the Turkish, well, you can call it taffy, with all the nuts and things in it. It was very good. Uh, give us an overlay of like how many days, and, and generally speaking, you're there to hear choirs, but for those of us who've never attended a World Choral Symposium, kind of like, what are the ins and outs, and uh, what stood out for you as you were experiencing the event? A symposium is a combination of co of concerts, 
some in a large space, a concert hall, yeah. some in smaller buildings where it might just be a shorter chamber music program mm -hmm. of one choir, and uh, and then also a number of lectures that you can go to hear. Mm -hmm. And the lecturers uh, who come from, again, all over the world are all kinds of topics, mostly things that were about some aspect, obviously, of choral music. One would be reading music from Latin America. Another would have been designing a concert concept. Another would be on popular American a cappella music. Another on choral performance from Mumbai. Mm. Or one on gamelan-influenced Southern Asian choral music. Oh, wow or microtonal experiences in Turkish choral music. Huge variety of topics for you to choose to go and get some knowledge about. You had the program, so you had a sense of who was performing. Who were you looking forward to hearing perform uh, during the, the time you were at the symposium? I knew that I wanted to hear the Estonian Philharmonic Chamber Choir, okay, because they are phenomenal, and they were. They did a wonderful mixed program uh, mostly music of Tormis, who is sort of the Aaron Copeland of Estonia. Mm -hmm. So okay. music of his. And many of the choirs also did something by a Turkish composer yeah, as yeah. part of it. Right. Uh, but that was an outstanding concert. Also, I heard the really terrific Georgia State University singers uh, from Atlanta, yeah. and they were Fabulous. It's a wonderful college choir yep. and really good. There was also a choir, the Sophia Choir from Sweden, mm. and they are really good. The Vancouver Youth Choir was fabulous. And then, though I did not get to hear them because I left, I was told that a choir from Spain, Leo Cantica Corala, was great, as was a Turkish choir, the Bogazici Youth Choir. Hmm. So lots of opportunities to hear all kinds of different voices. Um, and a chance also to meet, uh, again, people that, uh, except for going to a symposium, you probably don't have a chance to meet them in person. You might email, but right. but seeing them in person, it was great. Who were you? Who were you hanging out with? I spent quite a bit of time with the woman who's the president of IFCM, uh, Emily Vong from China. Mm. So I spent a good amount of time with her, and I also spent a good amount of time with a man uh, named Ilker, who is uh, in Ankara, Turkey, and mm. who I've known for a long time. Um, for you, what were sort of the, the big insights, the big takeaways from from the 2023 symposium? I was delighted to see how many Turkish choirs, because I don't always think of Turkey as a big choral mm -hmm. place, but it has increased a great deal in the last years. Well, from a musical perspective, what was your your take on Turkey prior to arriving? I think of Turkey more as an instrumental country. Mm, okay. Uh, and so you have all those wonderful instruments like the oud yeah. and some of these others, and you know that there are soloists, and of course, every day walking around, by any mosque, you will hear the muezzin yeah. calling people to prayer. Right. You hear 
those kinds of sound. But I think the idea of hearing choirs was something that I knew they existed, of course, but I, I was delighted with how many there were. Yeah, yeah. I'm always happy to see the high quality of choral singing that goes on. And I think one of the things that stood out, there was more uh, interest in how to present a program. Mm. I mean, I'm a big fan of really trying to make sure a choral program uh, catches the audience's attention, mm. not just in the beauty of the sound, but in the the fascinating way you do it, and whether it means separating the choir into the auditorium and performing and coming up, or what you do with the choir. And there was more creativity in this symposium than I think I have seen before. What, what I'm picking up is that the past was a lot of kind of stand and deliver. You know, exactly. Well, come up, sing your stuff, and, and what you're saying now is that choirs have recognized that sort of theatrics or theatricality, mm -hmm. uh, but also kind of from a some surprise, creating some surprise in terms of the way that you might block something or organize something, but even from a repertoire perspective to kind of shake things up a little bit more. Well, there's a wonderful uh, a piece of music that's from Sweden that one of the Turkish choirs did, and uh, I know it as a very beautiful soprano alto tenor bass piece. Which what is that? Uh, it's a, a song of summer. It's called okay. And but what they did instead of just having SATB singing it, they had a soloist who was kind of a folk singer. The kind of folk singer that in the northern part of Sweden and Norway, you have what are called, cool, it's called cooling, and it's where you call out in the hills to bring the cows in. Mm, yeah. And so uh, I won't demonstrate that. Right but uh, sort of like yodeling in a way, maybe? Kind of. Okay. Uh, it's in that same kind of family. Okay. Right. And uh, so they had this woman who does this kind of cooling who uh, was the soloist with them. It was fascinating. I, I hadn't thought of the song. I've known the song and I've yeah. performed it. Uh, I, I hadn't thought about it being done with someone like that. Yeah. It was very interesting. What was the conversation around um, COVID? I mean, obviously, the, the symposium was um, held off for several years there. And so what sort of conversations did you have with uh, the international uh, attendees on the subject of COVID? The choral world since the pandemic is not back to what it was before the pandemic. Uh, it's getting there, but it, everybody just, how are you managing people asking questions about, you, you know, how does vocal essence, uh, how did they get through the mm -hmm. pandemic? What are they doing now? So there was just a lot of uh, conversations back and forth with people who were just interested to see how, because some places just collapsed. Yeah. And that was the end of it for several years. Yeah. You know, we at Vocal Essence were never going to let that happen. Right. So we didn't. Yeah. But we had to become creative and do things differently than we had done before the pandemic. And now we're coming back yeah. to um, us, what we have. I mean, and of course, then they also then they also uh, were interested in what we're doing um, in terms of videography. Mm -hmm. And, you know, many of them are not really doing much yet. Other countries, yes. I mean, Japan is doing it, yeah. China, et cetera. So the, the, what I'm hearing you talk about there is uh, the idea of kind of content capture. 
Yep. So there's a performance and the recognition sort of since COVID that video is an, an integral part of the performance um, and both from a live live streaming perspective, but also from a sort of after and having a video record of the performance is increasingly important. You are, when you attend uh, a conference like this, you're both there for your own inspiration, your own sort of uh, research and discovery to kind of look for um, interesting sounds and uh, in individuals and choirs that you might think, oh, we should book those folks and bring them uh, to vocal essence at some point. But I'm assuming the reverse is somewhat true. What questions uh, were the attendees asking you? Sometimes it's just a question about what is Eric Whitaker like, you know, yeah. or, you know, so there's that kind of personal side of it. Right. And, and, or in some cases, Minnesota, which they haven't got a clue where it is. Right. Um, and then you explain where it is and, and with what, can you tell us about some composers from Minnesota? Yeah. Well, the nice thing was also that Carol Barnett was uh -huh. there. And so I could say, oh, well, here happens to be one of our American yeah. composers. Let me introduce you. Right. Exactly. So we're a lot, we're a lot of uh, composers there. Is that a, is this, a, is this a, no. So this isn't the kind of an event that a composer typically attends. No, no. Unless they are one of the presenters. Right. There were about 80 presenters mm -hmm. doing sessions. So unless you were one of those people, right. no. What's the case for, you know, making the investment to go and attend the World Choral Symposium? I think the case is simply we never, any of us, know everything that's happening in the world of choral music. So the more you can learn, and the way you learn about this is to hear groups in person, of course, you can do it with recordings, right. but hearing them, seeing them, exchanging ideas with people, right. it just makes, I think, your own choral program deeper and more fascinating for you, for your singers, for your audience. Yeah. What are the other kind of like national or international events that the that the choral industry uh, points to or, or what, where are the gathering points? Well, there's two in the USA. One is Chorus America. Mm, yeah. And Chorus America has a conference every year. Yeah. Uh, this year, it will be in San Francisco, May 31. And uh, that happens every year somewhere. With last year, it was in Baltimore. Mm. And then the other is ACDA, the American Choral Directors Association. They do a national convention every two years. Mm. And then on the odd year, they do regional conventions, six of them, mm. in various parts of the USA that you can attend. Mm. And they are similar to a symposium in that a number of choirs participate, and then there are others giving lecturers and things like that. So you could, it's the same kind of activity. It seems like you get a lot out of attending these kinds of events. I mean, you, I, I recall that, you know, you've been to numerous ACDA events, and right. Chorus America events, and, and World Choral Symposium. So, oh, I, I am, and I feel very strongly about trying to broaden my knowledge. I know a lot of music, but I certainly don't know all the music. Right. And going to an event like this makes you more aware of music you hadn't heard before and music that 
struck you as, oh, this is something I want to do. Several pieces that I know, based on having heard them, I'll find a way in the years to come that they will either show up on a vocal essence concert or at a Sunday morning at Plymouth Church. Right. Any last thoughts from Istanbul, not Constantinople? Visit the city. I urge everyone to go there. It's just a magical, wonderful place, and I look forward to going back uh, and hopefully uh, having a few more days than I had. I had to come back because we had auditions for vocal lessons, and we had Sunday morning at Plymouth Church. I, you know, I couldn't be gone as long as I'd like to, but go and see Istanbul. Okay, so coming up, we're at the tail end of April. On May 12th, you've got an event, and what's that all about? That's the final one for this 54th season. It's a concert we're calling Singing the World Awake. Okay. And it, we are featuring a wonderful person from Vermont mm. uh, named Maura Smiley. Okay. And she is a composer, a singer, uh, just a fascinating person. One of those people that gets an audience to participate and sing along with her. Mm. Uh, and she loves to have music in which there's not just singing, but body percussion happening. Mm. Okay. Same time. So, yeah. It will be a very lively kind of program. In addition, the... Where is the where's the venue? At the Ordway. Oh, at the Ordway. Oh, okay. That'll be fun. And then, in addition, the ensemble singers are doing music, uh, some international music, a piece by a composer from Haiti, another from Denmark, uh, and another from Mexico, as well as a piece of Morris. So it will be a very... A uh, fascinating program that I just urge everyone to attend. Yeah, and that's uh, May 12th right. at the Ordway, and that wraps up Season 54. You're also going down to St. Olaf College. I am. I'm going down to St. Olaf to meet with the uh, conducting students. We're going to get a, a copy of your conversation down in at St. Olaf with the conductors, and that'll right. be another one of our episodes. And then July 1st. 2023 will be Philip Brunel's 80th birthday. Well, you have to turn 80 sometimes. Some and so I'm going to do it on July 1. Right. And so we're going to celebrate that. Uh, we're going to get a recording and talk about your 80 years on this planet and all of that. There you go. Thanks so much. I'm, I'm glad that you're not jet lagged. And I'm not. Uh, you're excited. What are you going to... You get tomorrow Sunday. Do you have to go practice the organ or... I'll go practice now for tomorrow, and then I have Sunday morning.